pretty sad in our country where you can't even honor the flag today without feeling like you did something wrong. I'm glad that uh, the flag still flies in America. I'm glad it does. But I'm even more glad that that cross stood up there that day on Golgotha. And I'm certainly thankful and grateful that he took our place on Calvary. And what a wonderful truth that is. Well, how liberating that truth is. Well, Brother Fred's going to come and preach for us. He, uh, as I said before in the past, he uh, was a member of Community Baptist Temple. Six months in, he came in and got plugged in, he and his wife and family. And boy, I tell you what, they just uh, were so faithful through the years. And then they ended up leaving and they went out um, kind of like Midwest and uh, they started working with church plants. And as a result of that, I think this is this, this the second church plant second, you're with? Yes, the second, second church plant that he's working with and helping. And that's been a blessing, and that's encouraging. I, I love to hear the stories about any church that's starting off and getting things get, uh, going. And, you know, we were there at one time, so it's always exciting for me to hear about those stories. And so he's going to come and preach for us. And, again, I'm looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us. Brother Josh sung 18 to try to get me all riled up, but he didn't know. I've been all riled up since this afternoon, so he, there was no need to sing on page 18, but I appreciate that. And then the ladies on the piano, uh, Sunday night, uh, It Is Well With My Soul was on the piano, and again tonight, It Is Well With My Soul was on the piano. And God must know I needed it as well with my soul. So I appreciate that. I'm going to show you something that I learned when I first got to Clarksville, Arkansas. I'm going to show you what I learned, and then I'm going to preach. But I want to show you something, first of all. You take your Bibles, if you would, please, and turn to Nehemiah chapter 8. And uh, when you found your place, if you would please stand for the reading of your word. This is what we're going to do. You're going to stand. I'm going to read one verse. I'm going to pray. And then you can have a seat. Nehemiah chapter 8. And when you found your place, if you'd please stand. Look down there at verse number 5, if you would, please. The Bible says this. And Nehemiah opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood. Let's stood up. Let's pray. Father, tonight, Lord, I thank you for this uh, great opportunity to stand behind this pulpit and, and open up this blessed book. And now, Lord, I just ask, God, that you'd hide me behind the cross and use me in a mighty way. Help me to be a blessing and an encouragement, Father, to your people tonight. And, God, we just ask these things and thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, as you've already guessed, uh, many of you, uh, this is what I learned when I first got there. Churches, uh, Baptist churches, um, below the Mason-Dixon line, they stand. They stand for the reading of God's Word. Uh, sometimes they read one verse like I did. Sometimes they read two or three, but that's about it. They don't read a whole, a whole chapter and, and then pray and sit down. But if you know anything about me, uh, I'm a Marine, and I like to ask questions. And, and so uh, I went to the pastor, and I said, Pastor, I said, why do you stand? 
And so he took me to this book, Nehemiah, and he took me to this chapter. Now, uh, we're going to continue to read, and, and, and I'm going to preach to you from this chapter tonight. But the Bible says that, and when he opened it, all the people stood up to show. Now, you would say, why? Why would you stand for the reading of God's word? That shows respect. That shows respect to the word of God. That shows honor to God. Now, I bet you didn't know this. But if you will notice, when pastor sits on the podium, he sits on the right-hand side, on your right. He sits on your right-hand side. Why? Because it's a place of honor. It's a place of respect. He sits on every preacher that has any gumption will sit on the right-hand side of the church. That's where he's supposed to sit. If he sits in the middle, if he sits on the right, uh, 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 on my right, if he sits on my right, he ain't right with God and he needs to come forward and repent of that. Now you laugh, but that's the honest truth. You say, why, why does he sit on the, on, on the congregation's right? Where's Jesus Christ? At the right hand of God the Father. At the right hand of God the Father. Now let's go back to verse 1 and let's humor me for a little bit. Look at Nehemiah chapter 8. Let's go back to verse number 1 if you would please. The Bible says this. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord hath commanded to Israel. Now, I want you to notice a few things in this verse. First of all, all the people gathered as one man, just like you're doing tonight. Just like you're doing tonight, you're gathered as one person. You sing as one person. You praise God as one person. And they spake to the man of God, and they asked the man of God to bring the word of God. You know, in the 21st century, as this world is all crazy and all retarded, and I'm allowed to say that because I'm a Marine, all retarded, we need more people asking the preacher for the word of God. People will take this book and set it on the shelf and have to dust it off when they come to church on Sunday. It shouldn't off be that way. It shouldn't off be that way. You know your multiplications because you studied. You studied them, and you, can, and you can add and subtract and multiply and divide. Same, way th same thing with this book. You don't know this book unless you study this book. You don't know this book unless you read this book. I tell everybody I come across. When you have your quiet time, 
You should have your quiet time with a pencil and a piece of paper beside you. Because if you're like me, you're old. And God is going to give you something. And if you wait till your quiet time is over, it went as fast as it came. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate to say that. You stop and you write it down. God will show you a verse. And if you don't write it down right then and there, many times you're out of luck. But the Bible here says that the people ask the man of God for the word of God. Look at verse number two, if you would, please. It says, and Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation. Now watch this. This is what I want to get at right here. Both of men and women and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. The Bible here says both of men and women, just like you're gathered here tonight, men and women. But it says something there very interesting. After the word woman, if you'll notice with me, please, there's a comma there. And then it says, and all that could hear with understanding. So you know what that tells me? That tells me there was probably some 7th graders and some 8th graders in the audience that, that day. Because they need the word of God just like you and I need the word of God. And if they can understand this book, if they can understand that Jesus Christ is real and he's on the throne and he's speaking to them, that's half the battle. That's half the battle. All right, let's continue on. Let's read verse number three. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from, morning, from the morning until midday before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all. Now watch this. And the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Now, first of all, I want you to see why Baptist churches end at noon. Why do Baptist churches end at noon? Look what it says here. From the morning until midday. God said, an hour of Sunday school, whatever time, maybe two hours, maybe an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, look, church times, are not, church times are not in this book, okay, all except for this one. And this is the only one I could find, believe me, I looked. It says, from the morning until midday. So at 5 to 12, the benediction is being played. Maybe, maybe you're going to push it to 12 o'clock exactly. But that's why church in Baptist churches, that's why church ends at noon. 
Now, if you go to the church that I go to, Charity Baptist Church in Russellville, Arkansas, that doesn't mean nothing to him. I love the man to death, and he's great. I love the man to death. But that midday, that don't mean nothing to him. Sometimes we get out at quarter after. Sometimes we get out at 20 after. That midday, that don't mean nothing. But watch this here. After the word understand, there's a semicolon. And it says, and the ears of all the people were attentive. They wasn't writing love letters back and forth to each other, teenagers. They, they wasn't drawing and, and making little funny pictures. No, they, if, you are, if you're right, and, and listen, this is a pet peeve of mine. If you're writing, I hope and pray you're taking notes. Now listen, listen, I am not that important. I am not that important. But when I stand behind this sacred piece of wood and I'm prayed up and I'm read up and I'm studied and I take this blessed book and God gives me a great opportunity at my home church and a, and a great opportunity here and, a, and I don't even go here anymore. We've been gone five and a half years and I still get to stand behind this sacred piece of wood and open this blessed book. Listen, then, then I'm still not anything. Wait now, I'm, it gets better. I'm still not anything. Because Jesus Christ died on the old cross for me. He's important. You should be listening to him. And if you're taking notes, more power to you, I'll slow down. Not a lot, but I'll slow down. Now, I said earlier that the pastor sits on the congregation's right hand. Now, the other men of the church, they sit, they sit over here. Okay? And watch this. I can prove it. Now, in verse number four, we're not going to read all those names. Okay? I told you, hey, I'm a simple kind of guy. All right? We're not going to read all those names. If you want to read them in your, in, your, in your own quiet time and mess them up and call them by the wrong name, that's between you and God, but I'm not reading them. All right? But I do want you to see something. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood. Now, I looked this up, and I had to do some serious research. When he talks about a pulpit of wood, he wasn't standing on the pulpit, ladies and gentlemen. We call this a platform. They did not. They did not. God wanted the writer of the book to say a pulpit. So, I'm smart. I'm smart enough to know I'm not arguing with God. If he wants to call it a pulpit and it's a platform, he can call it whatever he wants. He can call it whatever he wants. Look, if he wants to say, if, if I get up tomorrow morning and he wants to say, the, gla the grass is blue, who am I to argue with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Ser seriously? Really?
But as you go down through here, you're going to find a list of names. And then the Bible says, on his right hand. Some of them were on his right hand, and the others were on his left hand. He had an entourage. You know why? You know why he had an entourage? In case one of you don't like the preaching and you try to charge this, this, uh, uh, this uh, platform, it's up to these guys here to knock you out while the preacher preaches. <laughs> that's why. That's why. The, the, that's why. There is nothing. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am being serious as a heart attack. Listen to me. There is nothing in the world that should hinder the preaching of God's word. Nothing. 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 We got a tin roof at the church I go to. And when it rains real hard, that, that tin roof drowns out the preacher. He don't, turn the, he don't turn the volume up. He don't turn the volume up. He gets louder. He gets louder on his own. And he drowns out the, 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 the rain hitting a tin roof. Nothing, 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 nothing hinders the word of God from being preached. If it's a Sunday morning, if it's a Sunday night, and praise God, Baptists go to church on Wednesday nights. If it's a Wednesday night and the book is open, there's nothing that should hinder the preaching of the word of God. Now, if somebody comes in here and wants to shoot the place up, that's why this is so big. <laughs> that's why he wears a lapel mic. He can duck down here and still preach the word of God while the ushers back there at the doors are knocking the dude out. Ushers, you are not there to look pretty. Amen. You are there to do a job. You are there to protect this congregation because they got the back to the door. They don't know what's going on. The pastor has studied all week long. He's got notes. Sometimes he got notes that will take him past 12 o'clock. Okay? But he's got notes. And it's those men's job to see that nothing hinders the preaching of the Word of God. That's your job, gentlemen. It's not to stand back there and look pretty. I know, because I was an usher, and I stood back there, and I sure wasn't pretty. Yeah, you got it right, brother. You got it right. <laughs> Now, verse number five we read. I want to show you verse number six. This, I think this is great. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered. Watch this. Amen and amen. With lifting up their hands, and they bowed their head and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Now. Now, I don't know what happened in June of 2016. I don't know what happened. This used to be an amen in church. I don't know what happened. 
Okay? I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I, I'm like the next guy. I like sports. I'll go to the Akron Arrows down here in downtown, in, in downtown Akron, and they don't call them that anymore, the rubber ducks or whatever they call them. And I'll yell at the lousy, stinking pitcher until they take him out. Football season just started. I got a hit list of quarterbacks I don't like and that I want to see get cutted off the field. Well, that's not very nice. Listen, listen, Marines ain't nice 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, if you haven't figured that out yet. Okay? I got a hit list of quarterbacks I don't like. But if you can yell and scream at a baseball game, at a football game, then you can say amen. If the ushers were busy, if the pastor was running a little late because he had to take care of a problem, and he didn't know I was, I was in the services, let him say something. Let, let, him, let, him, let him say something that, that, that make a groundhog shout, okay? And, and he knew, he knew I was in the service, number one, and he knew exactly where I was sitting, number two. Because I'm not afraid to say amen. And I'm not afraid to say it loud. And I'm not, allowed, and I'm not afraid to say it proud. After what God's done for me, listen, li listen, I can at least give him some amens. Watch this, though. And the evangelicals, let me name names tonight. The evangelicals got the Baptists so scared and so, oh, I'm scared, oh, I'm scared. When it says, with lifting up the hands, they, oh, we don't want to do that. Oh, we don't want to do that. Listen, let me tell you something. I was a, a missionary with the Rock of Ages. They had a thing called the, the Red Hanky. You get them guys stirred up, you think I'm crazy. This church will never, ever be the same if you host a week of the Rock of Ages prison ministry. You won't be the same, I guarantee you. There'll be more red hanky waving. There'll be more amening than you can shake a stick at. And that's just on the announcements. He ain't even got up there to open the word of God up. And you think I'm kidding. Me and my wife, me and Desi, we were Rock of Ages missionaries for five and a half years. I ain't kidding a lick. I'm not kidding a lick. I didn't bring my red hanky, but just because I'm not a missionary anymore, don't think I threw it out. I got it. I got it, but I knew I was coming to Community Baptist Temple, and I knew I didn't need it. I should have brought it. Yeah. Watch this. With lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Respect. 
and honor. You know what? The Bible says, get this, get this, if you've never read this before. The Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, boldly. But I wanna, I'm, but I'm here to tell you as a friend tonight, you better realize who God is and you better realize that he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And yes, you can come boldly. I don't re- dispute that. But you better come humbly. You better come. You better come. You better come knowing that, that, that you're, you're not talking to your, to your next door neighbor. You're talking to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The one that died on Calvary to save my old wretched soul. The Bible says that they worship the Lord their God. The Lord with their faces to the ground. See, I got all all crazy and I forgot what the Bible said. Now, in verse number 7, we got some men here, some Levites. And the Bible says that the and the Levites caused the people to understand the law. And the people stood in their places. So you know already, you know already, I'm not a, I, I'm not a, a thousand, a thousand dollar word guy. I'll break it down and I'll put it on the bottom shelf for you so everybody can get it. I'm not one of these guys that's got to put it clear up here and then you got to stand on a chair to try to get it. No, no, that's, that, that's not me. You know what? Let me tell you something. That's not God either. That ain't God either. These Levites, you know what these Levites in verse 7 reminded me of? Sunday school teachers. Because at 11 o'clock... At 6 o'clock on Sunday night and at 7 o'clock on, sun, on Wednesday night, you ain't asking no questions. And if you do, somebody may answer you, but I'm not going to answer you because I'm going to keep right on going like I don't see your hand. Because you're hindering the word of God from being preached. That's why those Sunday school classes and that Sunday school teacher and, and his helper, his wife, should know this book and should know how to answer your questions. Say, so you're awful hot. Yep, because I know what God did for me. I know where I was. If I wouldn't have got saved April the 15th of 1975, I'd, have be, I'd be dead Oh, I'd be in prison right now. But because of God's mercy and God's wonderful grace, he chose to save me that Sunday morning. Now, verse 8. So they read in the book of the law of God. Tell me what that word is. My mind just went blank. Thank you. And gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. That's what the Sunday school does. That's what the Sunday school teacher does. That's that's what he does. 
And, and you're allowed to ask questions. And if you're not allowed to ask questions, go to another class. Because, listen, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. And every Sunday school teacher with their thing on the board back here behind me, they know that's true. They know that's true. I'm not lying. I ain't lying one bit. If they don't allow you to ask questions, transfer to another class. Go to Rick Wetzel's class. Go to Rick, go to Rick Wetzel's class. He'll, he's not going to get off the subject of Sunday school, but he'll answer your questions as long as it, it applies to Sunday school. You know how I know that? Because he was my Sunday school teacher, and I know that. I know that for a fact. Now, in verse number 9, look at, after the word people, there's a comma. Okay? And it says, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. We need more of that in, in the 21st century. We need more of that. But people reading Luke chapter uh, 16, verses 19 through 31, when he talks about hell and get a glimpse of hell, that'll teach you to weep. That'll show you how to weep. Go and save some of these Sunday school teachers door knocking. Door knocking, that'll teach you to weep. But he says, mourn not, nor weep. When God speaks to me sometimes in my office, sometimes I get those Baptist shouts, and I want to get up from behind the desk and run around the office and sit back down. And I can do that because Desi works part-time, and I'm home all day long by myself. Nobody knows that I'm having a Baptist fit but me and God. I don't tell her. But if God speaks to my heart and I get tears, you know what? I don't tell her that either. That's between me and God. You want to have your, 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 you have your quiet time with your wife? You want to have your quiet time with your husband? That's okay. But you'll have a better time. Listen to what I'm telling you now. You'll have a better time if it's just you and God. You will have a better time. I've been married 39 years and I love it. But you have a better time when it's just you and God. Because you can tell him things that your own wife don't know. And you've been married 39 years. She don't need to know everything. Because she can't handle some of it. God didn't make women like they, make, like they made men. Women, women in the 21st century, they want to be all hard and all, don't open the car door for me. Don't open the door for me. I, 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 can, I, can, open, I can open my own door at Walmart. Not if I'm with you or not. This is the road. Guess where the man's supposed to walk? By the road, gentlemen. 
Why? Because if that car jumps the sidewalk, you can push her out of the way and God will either spare your life and you'll be a hero or watch this. You'll be dead and you'll still be a hero. The man wins either way. The man wins either way. Now, in verse number 10, he's going to tell him to do something. A couple things, actually. Then he said unto them, go your way. Eat the fat. Amen, brother. And drink the sweet. Amen, brother. See, I can't have no more tea because I got a stint. If my wife was here, she'd be yelling at me. Because I got a stint. And I'm supposed to behave. No. You can't behave and preach the word of God. Okay? You can't behave and preach the word. And the, uh, the sweet. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. He's not my next door neighbor's Lord. He could be Brother Josh's Lord. But when I'm having my quiet time in Clarksville, Arkansas, and Arkansas is an hour behind Ohio, I can have my quiet time. He's my Lord. He's my Lord. That's your car sitting out there in the parking lot? Yours in the banks, maybe. But let me say something. He's your Lord. He's my Lord. And I'm not afraid to say he's my Lord. I'm not afraid to say that. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry. For the jo- now watch this. Brother Josh, here it is. Brother, I told you right here. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. You want to know why you sing that? It's Bible. It's Bible. One more verse and I'm done. I didn't know it was that late. I forgot there was a clock back there. Watch after the word merit. There's a comma in verse number 12. Now, this is what I want you to see. Because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. So not only were they attentive, not only were they men and women and probably some seventh graders that could understand the word of God. But in verse number 12, they had understanding. That's a very important word. You take your pen and you take your pencil and you underline that word. When you understand This book, when you read it, when you understand a portion of Scripture, when you read it, every time you read it, it becomes sweet to you, more sweeter than it was the first time. John chapter 14, verses verses 1 through 4. He starts off in verse number 1, let your heart, 
Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You know why I can quote that? Because those are my favorite verses. Those are my favorite verses. Those are some of my favorite verses. He declared them unto me, and I learned them, and I memorized them. I put the word of God to memory. And now I can declare them to you without turning to that passage of Scripture. Amen. When you're in the hospital, and let me tell you something. I had a heart cath on the 25th of August. I had to spend a night in the hospital because, I, like I said, I, got, I had a stent. When you're in the hospital and you're laying flat on your back and there's nothing to do, the Word of God that you memorize now, that's why all these little kids' Sunday school classes, that's why uh, the, the, the youth department, that, that's why it's so important to memorize verses because when you're laying on your back and you're thinking about everything that just happened to you, two and a half hours in surgery, you're thinking about everything that happened to you, God will calm your heart. You won't have to count the little dots on the ceiling. You won't have to do that because God will remind you of those verses that you memorized as a little kid, as a teenager. God will bring them back to your memory. That nurse will come in and she'll want to draw two tubes of blood. There's nobody in the room but you. You got a smile on your face and you got a little song in your heart. And, and that nurse will say, that nurse will say, Mr. Warner, call you by name. Now, of course, they won't call you Mr. Warner. But call, Mr. Warner, are, are, are you okay? Young lady, I'm better than what you think I am. He says, she says, she says, you just had a hot cat. You've been laying flat on your back from 9.15 Wednesday morning until 10 after 8 that night. Almost. Twelve hours on my back, flat. I couldn't move because they did it through my leg. And, and, and that's where your main artery is. They made me lay flat. And I said, yes, ma'am, I had a heart cath. Yes, ma'am, I was in surgery for two and a half hours. But you know something? God is still on the throne. And watch this. I took a great big old deep breath. And it kind of hurt. I didn't tell her that. See, just because I'm a Marine doesn't mean I'm a stupid Marine, see? I took a great big old deep breath, and that kind of hurt. And she said, uh, uh, and, and she said, are you okay? And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, God loves me, and, I still, and I'm still breathing. I'm above the dirt. Listen to me. It's not whether you stand or not. It's not. It's not whether you stand or not. It's what's your status like when you get here? Are you prayed up? Are you read up? Do you, are, you, are you begging God, show me something from your word? I want to go home with, I want to go home with something new. Amen. And maybe it's not new, 
But at that time, just like I needed, it is well with my soul, two services in a row. Maybe your need to be rehearse something. Maybe you need to bring it back to your memory. I'm not telling you you have to stand. I'm not telling you not to stand. But I'm asking tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm very serious with this because I'm closing the book and I'm done. And we're fixing to have an auto call. Now, I'm going to get very serious just for a minute. If you get in your vehicle and you come to this church and you're all crabby and you want to fight and you think you're Miss, Miss Wonder Woman and Mr. Superman and you want to bend nails, then you better come to this altar and you better get right because God ain't going to speak to you. And you're not going to be able to worship God like the Bible says. The Bible says to worship him in spirit and in truth. When you have your quiet time, listen, let me tell you how important this is to be right. When you take this book and you sit it down in front of you on your desk, let me tell you how, how, how serious I am about this. If you're mad, if you're upset, if you don't like your boss and you try to read this book and you don't get it right before you read this book, if God gives you something, I'm going to give you my phone number. I'm going to let you call me. Because chances are you ain't getting a lick. You ain't getting nothing until you get right. Oh, Mr. Warner, you're so mean. You're so mean. Suck it up. I'm a Marine. Seriously, seriously. Suck it up, I'm a Marine. Some of you don't like me. But that's okay because Friday morning at 3.30 a.m., I'm going back to Arkansas. <laughs> and maybe when I come next time, I'll bring my wife and she'll make me sweet and nice. And maybe you'll like me then. <laughs> but listen, let me tell you something. Read how many times God says he hates something. He, he hates a proud look. He hates a forward mouth. Read it. It's in the book. I'm not lying. And if God doesn't like your attitude, when you come to Sunday school, when you come here at the 11 o'clock hour, when you have your own quiet time, if God gives you something, feel very fortunate, ladies and gentlemen, feel very fortunate. Because with your attitude in the gutter and your attitude all jacked up, he doesn't have to give you a lick. But because he's merciful and long-suffering and he loves you, and he'll give you something in spite of yourself. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please stand. I could go on, but I can't. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, God, for allowing me to stand before your people tonight. And God, we looked at the book of Nehemiah, Father, when we looked at chapter 8 tonight. And God, now... 
Father, as the people stand all over the auditorium on my left and on my right, as the people stand all over this auditorium, God, and as the music plays, God, it's time to do business with you. It's time to come to this altar and tell God you love him. It's time to say, look, my attitude ain't the greatest. But God, I want to thank you because you spoke to me anyhow. And Lord, I know sometimes I could be abrupt. Sometimes I could be a little nicer. And God, uh, I'm going to have to stand before you one day and give an account. And Father, when I'm not nice and when I'm not uh, a, a little nicer, God, I'm going to have to answer for that. But tonight, Lord, I'm asking these dear brothers and sisters, these dear folks of God, I'm asking them to overlook that tonight. And Father, do business with you as soon as the piano plays. God, thank you. Thank you for who you are and thank you for what you mean to me. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.